Hello and welcome to Shooting the Shit. We are live. <laughs> if you are listening to us on a podcast, you could be forgiven for thinking that that's Rachel, but it's not. It's me. It's the better sister. It's Hannah. Hey. Uh, so it is our Christmas Shooting the Shit. So we thought rather than being all doom and gloom about the patriarchy, we would talk about some of the good things that have happened this year, some of the things that are helping to propel women and girls forward. Uh, around the world and not just focusing on the UK. So I am joined by Marisha and Joe. Marisha, say hello. Hi, everybody. Joe, say hello. Hello. Oh, what a voice. <laughs> um, girls, what is your favourite part of the of the Christmas dinner? Oh, I don't know. It, it, it depends, yeah. Leftovers, to be honest. I'm all leftovers in for the leftovers. Leftovers the bomb, yeah. I really like um, parsnips. Mm, I don't know. Debatable. Pigs in blankets, maybe then. Oh, I don't. I don't eat processed meat. That's <laughs> so. all right. I'll make up for it. <laughs> <laughs> I have got some vegan ones this year, though. Uh, yeah, I don't eat sausage. I don't eat bacon. So a bit stuck with pigs mm. in blankets. So we've got some veggie ones. What about a good stuffing? <laughs> <laughs> I do like the stuffing, but it's mm. got to be, oh, you again, it's her again, <laughs> lecherous uncle. <laughs> um... We could make all the noises like, yeah, that's me, Benny Hill, brilliant, <laughs> on a feminism podcast. Not a nice big sausage. So we like big sausages and stuffing, that's what we like, well done girls. <laughs> oh, Merry oh, Christmas. Dear. Merry Christmas and giving me. Wow. Um, you didn't expect, what else did you expect? I'm sorry. You're not going to expect I like, know, you know, really conversation out of. Or, sprouts. Do you have sprouts? Do you like the sprouts? Yes. Always. I just like the combo yeah. of everything and I've been won over to bread sauce. I wasn't I wasn't brought up. Oh, I like it, a bread sauce. Yeah, like a nice homemade bread sauce. Actually, that's just another thing to add to my list of things to do. Yeah, yes. I just remember then stuffing. I need to buy the stuffing. I ain't making my own <laughs> stuffing. I really like on any roast dinner. Do you ever have onions soaked in vinegar? No. Uh, yeah, I don't know if it's a really Lancashire thing or if it's just like a wine old thing, but onions soaked in vinegar are pretty, pretty good, pretty special on a roast dinner. Oh, anyway, great. Yeah, just something really sharp. It cuts through the like, you know, clagginess of everything else. So could I just add one of my pickled onions to the dinner? You could just have a pickled onion if you wanted, yeah. 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 Yum. I homemade pickled onions. They're very special. So I think, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, perfect. Do that. <laughs> Top tips for Christmas dinner. Uh, so, shall we crack on then? This is all frivolous. So, it's dead easy, I think, to think about all the shit that goes on in the world, especially when we're trying to smash the patriarchy uh, and, and think about all the bad things that happen and all the ways that women and girls around the world are subjugated. But actually, each year, I feel like we do make strides towards equality. Um, so we'll just have a little run through those. So first of all, abortion this year was legalised in Argentina. Why is that a good thing, Jo? Uh, well, it allows choice for women. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I know we're going to be positive, but let's just mention that that's great 
Meanwhile, America, not so great. Mm. Yeah, I think the other thing is as well, whilst, whilst it's legal, how easy is it for people to get abortions and how uh, like looked down upon is it for people to get abortions, especially in very, it's very Catholic, isn't it, Argentina? And mm. um, so will it be, you know, easy for people to get abortions? But it is a step forward. But yeah, like you say, other places are taking enormous steps back, like America. Uh, mm. Well, parts of America, we should say. Um, and I think really, like, would we say a lot of it was Ruth Bader Ginsburg that, you know, dying that caused that, that, that allowed that to take a backward step? I think it's had a big part of it, hasn't it? Um, I think maybe so, because if, you know, it requires someone, quite frankly, banging the drum that's that's in that space, doesn't it? And it's, it's kind of harsh because it's like, okay, well, um, you know, people that are, you know going out speaking out against it etc cetera, etc cetera. sometimes it does feel just falls on deaf ears doesn't it you know ultimately you know and if you you haven't got um you know someone in power that is um you know backing whatever you know we you know is, is going forward it makes it just makes it harder shall we just say you know um and yeah, we and, and I guess that's the reason for, you know, some of the positivity to to get women into powerful places, isn't it? You know, so actually it is a separate, you know, voice, you know, different part of the conversation to, to bang that drum. This is true. Yeah, definitely. And I think um, it, statistically it's Republicans that are against abortion. Like, and I don't want to get too kind of American centric, but it's that kind of conservative uh, kind of right leaning uh, facet of, of society that's against abortion and also against anti-mask mandates statistically. So, and anti-vax. So, you know, kind of women can't control what happens to their bodies, but they won't wear a mask because uh, you know, it's uh, it's being enforced upon them, which is just incredibly ironic. Um, <laughs> and don't you think that? It's like, so, go on, Joe. No, I was just going to say it's laughable, isn't it? You know, the, yeah. the irony that comes out of like some of these things sometimes, like it does seem like, is that for real? Do people really behave that way? You know, and yeah, unfortunately they do. Exactly, <laughs> horseshit, isn't it? Like, how can you say abortion <laughs> is no one? You know, is not the right of the of the adult of the woman, or in some horrible cases of the child, uh, and yet you know wearing a mask to protect other. I don't know, but. Like, let's not get into the mask debate, but the abortion <laughs> debate we should definitely get into. Um, okay, so number two, uh, rape laws have been reformed in Denmark and in some other European countries. Reese, you did a bit of research on this, didn't you? Oh, hang on, hang on. Let me let me just hang Pull on. The <laughs> no, hang on a moment. Hang on. A, ah, okay. Yes. Um, so. Let me just uh, clarify what it is exactly that changed. Um, and basically, it was the definition um, of um, you know sex without consent as rape. It's something as, as basic as that, you know, which again sounds some, you know kind of um, obvious, uh, you know, to to the rest of us, uh, you know. But the fact that um, there's a lot of antiquated laws that are out there. Um, so basically, um, like a lot of uh, European countries, um, to quote this article specifically, which is on Amnesty, um, Denmark um, had antiquated laws which recognised rape only if there was physical violence, threat or coercion. 
Um, so it was nothing to do with actual consent, uh, basically. Um, so, so yeah, so there we are. It's been reformed. Happy days. It's on a positive note. Um, and the other countries as well, Greece have got something similar now, as have Croatia. Um, and Spain and the Netherlands are planning to do the same. Um, so, yeah. There we are. It changes the law, um, uh, but it doesn't necessarily change the attitude. So, you know, there still needs to be a lot of, um, you know, talk around it and a lot of changing the message, um, you know, so that people actually take it seriously. And the we have hard enough. And the understanding yeah, exactly. of, of yeah. people realising what, what's, what's, what's happened to them. What is. Yeah, what is. Yeah, the, yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. Like, it's so deep-rooted in attitudes and, and culture that, um, you know, it's, it's like, well, no, no, you were raped. It's like, well, oh, I wasn't this. He wasn't that violent. You know, all of that it takes a long time mm. to overcome. So, yeah, it's not just changing the law. It's the conversations around it and, um, and yeah, just raising that awareness. I think as well, when, when people use, it's almost euphemisms for rape, I think it downplays the victim. And well, I'm kind of just repeating what you said, but it downplays the victim's experience and it makes it more acceptable. Like when people talk about child prostitution, no, it's rape. Or like coerced sex, no, it's rape. Like Or sexual assault with penetration, no, it's rape. Like, can we just mm. call it what it is? Um or where you see like red the red tops talking about you know teacher had sex with underage pupil no mm. teacher raped the pupil like I think we just need to get uh, not you know we as a society and as a legal system need to get more used to calling it what it is and therefore uh, everyone knows rape is a bad thing whereas having sex with an underage pupil sounds a bit more like you know cheeky cheeky Benny Hill kind of thing especially where it's a uh, a, a female teacher mm. raping a, mm. a boy uh you know it's almost like the picture of the teacher in a sexy underwear and what a lucky boy mm. he was kind of thing and mm. um, so i think that calling a spade a spade is a great big step forwards towards protecting vulnerable and the not vulnerable the unlucky yeah for sure and isn't it, it it kind of um sidelines into you know uncomfortable conversation i know we're talking about you know wins for for women and, and feminism um but it's you know there's been there's been an awful lot that's happened in the last year about people that are more open to having uncomfortable conversations and you know calling it rape you know that's what it is it yes if it makes you uncomfortable sorry you know and i think we we kind of have to get over that don't we really and actually start you know um talking about things properly rather yeah. than like you say trying to make them a little bit less offensive. Yeah. Like, because, if that's even a thing. <laughs> yeah, but it is, isn't it? Because always like, the male have been protected. So, you know, the, the men have been protected. Um, so, like, always, as if you can make it as inoffensive as possible, you know, sex mm. with a minor rather than rape, then, like, that's, that, I guess that's why they do it, just to protect the bloody perpetrators. Mm. Um. So something else really positive, just to pull us out of this rape pit, uh, more countries have recognised same-sex marriage, which is a win not just for women, but for everybody. I think I think as we step towards an equal society, then nobody loses. There's not, no, it's just like, you know, but can you believe that we're, we're having to even say that now? But still, yeah, it's a positive thing, but there's so much more to do, right? It's awesome. Yeah, there is, but I do think it. I do feel like the tide is changing, and 
uh naya's been watching friends um you know on netflix and friends feels really recent to me and yet still all the kind of the the jokes about carol getting married to what was her name uh susan and stuff you know the kind of same sex marriage there and how it was like the punchline to everything and that wasn't that long ago so i do feel like things are moving forward but this is coming from a kind of position of privilege of not being um you know unable to marry my partner mm, true true this is a biggie i think so sedan uh number four sedan abolished fgm um and they were one of the biggest perpetrators of fgm around the world mm. so for them to abolish that i think that's just amazing and i can't believe that in 2021 fgm still goes on uh well, to explain what it is <laughs> oh sorry female genital <laughs> mutilation so in lots of countries it's customary to either cut off the clitoris or kind of remove the clitoris and the vulva of children or sew up the vagina uh, and just leave a tiny tiny hole for periods and you know like well that's it periods um and often it's done when children when girls are starting to reach maturity uh, and it obviously leads to huge problems like you know leads to mass infections like un unable to ever have proper sexual relationships or any sexual enjoyment and it's done to protect the virtue uh, allegedly of women and it's a really widespread spread practice it's done in this country. It's like, you know, it, it, it is kind of tied with religion and culture often. And it's incredibly barbaric and it can traumatize women. And often young girls are kind of pinned down and, and their genitals are cut off uh, or mutilated and sewn up. And then if their vagina is sewn up when they marry, it's cut open again. So she can have penetrative sex with her husband and it kind of protects her virginity. It's just awful. It's also um, done as a way of controlling. It's not necessary. It's not necess necessarily to just protect um, virginity. It's about um, assuming that you know a woman's you know sexual power, female sexual power, comes from the genitals, you know, and all of those kind of things. So, enable you know, in a way to <clears throat> control that and stop that from happening, to stop them from thinking sexual thoughts, um, you know, all of those things come into play and it's, it is absolutely barbaric. It's one of the things, you know, if I, if I had, un, you know, untold millions and billions, I'd put all my everything into, you know, try to, to stopping it from happening and trying to change. And I say trying to change because it is so deeply ingrained within so many cultures and so yeah. many countries um, and, you know, and their beliefs that actually it requires it's one of those things that really does require you know education and people going into country and talking about it and explaining to you know the the men um, and the males you know why it's not good why it's outdated why things should change etc um, and the so, yeah. women you know it's, yeah, it's and them yeah yeah for sure. because, you know, yes they do, they do. And, uh, and it yeah, does do. you know i think there's a reluctance sometimes because it feels like a kind of um crusade that you know the white people are going in and talking to these you know poor poor africans that don't know any better you know mm. and obviously i'm saying that sarcastically um mm. and we're trying to force our cultural beliefs on other people but it is it is just barbaric mutilation there's no kind of way around it 
did you know though that 75 percent of male americans are circumcised yeah and that's it the the opposite you know um part of the conversation isn't it why is that okay um you know for for that to happen um you know yet we are championing you know the end of fgm in in all of these countries because yeah. you know actually it happens to men too um, you know, it's less barbaric, shall we say, in, in theory, um, because it's accepted as, you know, and it's not necessarily done behind closed doors and all of that kind of stuff. Um, mm. But there's, you know, there's, yeah, it's a, a really, um, you know, interesting opposite to, to the conversation and also should be part of the conversation for sure. Yeah. Um, you know, like there's so. a, there's that film, what's it? It's like Moms or something. It's got, um, Oh, that girl that's married to Ashton Kutcher. This is a great anecdote. What's her name? Mila, <laughs> Mila what's her name? Mila, Mila Kunis. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so she's in that god-awful film. And they're, like, making light of if this woman, like, hooks up with a guy and he's not and he's not circumcised, she wouldn't know what to do with it. And, like, they're making loads of fun about it. But it's just bad moms, that's it. But it's just so culturally acceptable that they are, um, you know, pinning down babies when they're born and circumcising them for absolutely no reason. Um, so, yeah, it's, it's bizarre, isn't it? Okay. It is. <laughs> Joe jo looks like, wow, I didn't expect to be going into that today. It is nauseating, isn't it? He'll see you crossing your legs. It is. It's absolutely nauseating that it happens, but it does. Um Okay, number five. Uh, in Saudi Arabia, some women's rights activists, women's rights activists, were released. Rish, pull up your article and tell us a bit about that. Hang on. I wonder what you're going to pull. Pull up your article. Hang on pull a minute. Up your... <laughs> <laughs> what was it? Sorry, I, I, I was uh, looking for the it. One about Saudi Arabia women's rights activists released. <laughs> Hang on. Oh, bear with. So. Um, hang on a second. Oh, you're gonna. I can't say the lady's name. Bear with Lou Jane or Lou Jane. Um, one of Saudi's, Saudi Arabia's most prominent women's rights activists was released from prison after almost three years. I apologize for how I said it. If someone wants to correct it, please do. <laughs> um, but she was instrumental in overturning the ban on women driving. Um, ah. and challenging male guardianship laws. Um, so, yeah, but but the fight is not over, apparently. So she's home, but she's not free um, because there's so much stuff still going on around it. Um, and, you know, but there's lots of people, I guess, that are in similar situations, being behind bars because they try and make change, you know, or they're mm. activists, you know. So, um, but, yeah, I guess it's one out of many. Well, I suppose... Oh, sorry. Now, I just noticed in the comments that, um, you know, our Rachel couldn't be with us today because of internet <laughs> issues, but she's commenting away. And I'm just going to point out, considering what we're just talking about, her typo of bad moms is quite amusing. And then to get your articles out for the lads. I've heard that before. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> Sorry, I was lowering the tone, but I'd say that Rachel lowered the tone through me. So. Yeah. <laughs> she's here in spirit yeah. she's not dead he's not dead yeah. <laughs> it's just bad wi-fi which to be honest mate you may as well be dead 
So yeah, well done Saudi Arabia, but you know, keep all the good work. You've still got a way to go. I think that would be fair to say. <laughs> Indeed, yeah. Yeah, uh, over here now, and this was a quite a big win, I think. Really, well, actually, I was going to say this is quite a big win, but when you compare it to all the other things, it feels pretty small. But the UK tampon tax was abolished, and sanitary oh. products are now available for free in school. Uh, so it does feel pretty small fry, but I suppose uh, it's a step towards kind of big wigs recognising that women exist. Oh, yeah. <laughs> there's, there's definitely that. And hopefully, you know, um, trying to avoid some of the shame around periods, the fact that it's even, mm. sort of, you know, things around period poverty, if, you know, especially in schools, um, you know, it will improve women's lives. So it feels like a small win in some ways, but the untold sort of day-to-day -day, uh, impact it will probably be quite be quite huge. So I think so, yeah. Yeah. I, I think that as well. Why has it taken so flipping long? It's ridiculous. <laughs> I know. I think so. We were. Go on, Rich. No, we I, I was just good. <laughs> Honestly. <laughs> Right, you go now. Okay, so <laughs> I was going to say we've um, started. Well, I've started to see that you know it's it's much less taboo, you know, to have you know a sanitary section in the toilets now, or you know, for people to be openly talking about you know sanitary products and things like that, and tampons and this, that, and the other. So I think it's a it's it's positive for sure. Not saying that you know it wins everything, um, but surely it's going you know heading in the right direction to kind of make it you know normal because it is. Yeah, exactly. And I think when you consider as well, like all the other places, like recognizing same-sex marriage we've got that legal abortion we've got that like you know in terms of the world uk doesn't do so badly does it really for women's rights and the rights of girls and if you think like in afghanistan girls are still being stopped going to school uh you know i don't think we're doing so badly are we mm. um, and i think as well sanitary products in schools is such a big thing and uh one of my friends is uh works in a school and he said that they've got free sanitary bags not just like you know a tampon but little brown bags that you can take that will kind of get you through the week um in all the toilets not just the well they've got unisex bathrooms so anybody can get access to sanitary products and they've not been abused you know the lads aren't chucking the tampons around which it would have been when I was at school uh like if you know if anyone saw a tampon in your bag it'd be pulled out your bag and thrown around the room and stuff because uh, you know tampons are just the funniest thing anybody could ever imagine <laughs> uh, so I think that's that's indicative of a good step forward that they're in unisex lose and they're not then they're not kind of abused um, and of course they wouldn't be abused so make sure well, when you become you take away the stigma you take away the shame then they won't be mm. abused it's not it won't be embarrassing to pull someone's tampon or sanitary towels out of their bag and throw it around because mm. it should be no different to having a pack of tissues in your bag yeah or, exactly. Or whatever. exactly that's that's how we undo it is like let make it less shameful it's part of what about 50 percent of, of everyone in the world goes through at some point you know yeah. it's it's as normal as as um, Rachel saying in the comments. Yeah, it's just like having a new role. Yeah, <laughs> you need it. Exactly, exactly. And I think we're yeah normalize it, and the stigma goes. Yeah, well, I think, and I do think we're stepping towards that. I hope, although possibly I just. Oh. <laughs> 
yourself. yourself. It's all good. <laughs> so, excellent. So, that's number six. Number seven. Gender-based violence has been put on the agenda across the world. And this is through, well, mainly Sarah Everard uh, kind of bringing it to the forefront. But I think in, especially in this country, but also globally, I do think more attention is being paid to gender-based violence. Do we think that this will carry on or will it kind of slip by the wayside like, like Me Too did a little bit? Well, I've been reflecting on this a lot because when we were talking about this topic, I was thinking, you know, wins for 2021. And at the moment, it feels very present. It feels very much, you know, that the conversation is continuing. And there was the, um, so there's a lot of weird noise. So, like music coming from somewhere? I don't know. Someone's got a buzz. Got a buzz. Anyway, sorry, I'll just keep talking. It's probably me, isn't it? I don't know. It's anyway. Hannah. So it's Hannah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so it's more like a bit of drum and bass going on somewhere. Um, <laughs> I love the fact that Joe said that as well. A little bit of drum and bass going on. <laughs> <laughs> Hashtag rave. Hashtag Sorry, rave. go on. Um, is it back? Is it me? Yeah. yeah. Is it not my clock in the on. background? There is a clock, but there's also a buzz. There's like a, a weird a buzz, buzz clock. noise. Going I'll on. mute myself. <laughs> so, just thinking in light of the the video that Manchester brought out, the "Is it normal?" video in response mm. that um, just I think it was just last Friday. Um, I first saw it on Twitter, and it was the "Is it you know normal?" It was an incredible, powerful video, and I was like, yeah. Um, so those of um, those of you who might not have seen it, it just showed an unordinary, you know, a, a young woman going around her an ordinary day and the amount of like, so everyday sexism that she faces. And that's what made me think, so I thought, yeah, that's really powerful. But remember the everyday sexism hashtag and the movement around that, you know, that was a good few years ago now. So mm. there was, sadly for me, it made me think, you know, this isn't new. We we know it's not new as women, but it being in the public isn't new. When is it going to take effect? You know, mm. that's the bit that really got me is when I thought about it. It's true. I do. Is that better, by the way? Or is that still very buzzy? It's better. Just slightly better. Oh, sorry. Carry on. Um, cool. It's true, but I do, you know, everyday sexism happened, did happen a long time ago. And the, and the young girls that grew up during the kind of everyday sexism movement, they do seem to be more aware of it and, and willing to call it out. And, you know, we talk about laptop activism where, where young women are focusing all their efforts online. Uh, and when we had that, uh, session where we talked about kind of the past, present and future of feminism and the waves of feminism we talked about, is it actually having any effect? But I think they did grow up during that and they did see the everyday sexism and maybe now they pick it out for what it was. So while it's not had a direct impact, has it actually just filtered into the consciousness of a of a generation? So just on, on that, I think the bit I find the frustration with is that we're still having to, so we talk about women who've grown up with it and know it's not right and call it out and talk about it. What about the men? When is yeah. it going to stop? That's the bit that I'm just like, oh, it's, if anything, it feels like it's it's worse because 
well, I don't know if it can get worse, but it's just, it feels worse because we're talking about it. These horrible things keep happening. Women are getting, you know, speaking out about it, yet there's still a huge proportion of men behaving in a way that makes us have to talk out about it. Like, yeah, that's exactly. It's the behavior of those who are perpetuating this violence on women that's not changing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's not even, you know, if we think about everyday sexism, it's not even violence, is it? It could just be dick pics, you know, being sent to people, boys asking girls for nudes and then sharing them amongst their friends. It's, you know, it's kind of, it is just everyday sexism, low-level objectification of, of women. And it's not stopping and it's not slowing down, is it? It's just carrying on. Uh, and, in, and in different ways to us when we were younger, you know, yeah. someone couldn't just, you know, airdrop a dick pic on your phone, thank God. But mm. that's... Yeah, if what, they, they'd have to come and wave it at you through the window, which was yeah. fine because you could shut the curtains. <laughs> Get it developed, be embarrassed yeah. when you took that picture. <laughs> <laughs> For your mum to find. <laughs> Oh, they don't know the born these days, do they, with their instant genital pictures? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Every cloud. <laughs> the IGMs. <laughs> the IGMs these days, yeah. I think yeah. as well, you know, I, I, I don't know, I, I maybe see, you know, some of the good. I think that there are some, you know, kids that are more willing to call it out i think rachel's kind of uh, yeah. you know mentioned that as well you know that the kids i guess well the wine hole kids have got no choice right but um <laughs> you know i think there there is there is a change and i think the change is slowly happening because it's more acceptable you know it touches into the you know for for men to have feelings you know to have to that conversation doesn't it basically you know and we, we've talked about it on these these chats before um but i think you know let's face it, it's not going to happen overnight it's not going to change overnight because so much of this kind of activity and you know behavior comes you know is, is deep inbred and it comes from their parents and their parents parents and you know what happens in social circles and things like that um but i would hope that it starts to get you know it's just you know slowly changes it'd be better if it was quicker i get it um you know but i think there is some change um I mean- because we're talking no just because we're talking more and it's like you know the boys get sad too the you know having more men's charities that you know where when men can go and talk and things like that you know that all plays into the same thing i don't think i think that's it i think people are not really joining the dots with all of this stuff really are there mm. you know that it seems like they're very just you know well we need them to do this more and we need them to do this more without realizing what the, the greater impact of all of those things you know joined up you know will be or even the root cause of it the root cause well, yeah. of it being, you know the patriarchy toxic masculinity and stuff mm. i think i do think though when i think about my time at high school there were a couple of teachers that were especially pervy and everybody knew that they were especially pervy and i don't think they would get away with that now you know dropping us dropping their pencil to look up her year seven skirt and brushing against your bum as they walk past and I remember Rachel at a job she had once, her boss pulled pulled open her shirt and looked down her top. And, you know, I, and that was like a first down the job. I just, I don't think that would be, that would happen now. 
Uh, I hope not. So I think maybe we have got better at, at protecting young women and girls and, and mm. you know, as old ones as well, against certainly sexual harassment in the workplace when it's really blatant. Mm. And, and also, sorry, no, carry on. I, I was just going to add to that as well. I got excited because I was thinking about something else and it came out. Sorry. <laughs> <That's all right. laughs> My ADHD brain's coming out there. Uh, but, um, you know, I think as well, it's a lot more... There's, I think, you know, younger women are feeling a lot more powerful in themselves, i.e., you know, to be different. So there's that whole, you know, women in STEM, for example, which is not new, um, but it's, you know, making people feel like there's more to life than being sexualized, um, you know, and, and I'm not saying that that is the be all and end all, you know, because let's face it, there's a whole bunch of stuff going on on social media, which we won't go into, but, you know, there is there are people trying you know and thinking well I, I there is it is wrong for you know me just to be about my tits there so, are yeah but then like have you been on boohoo recently <laughs> or like, well, thing, it, like and honestly, well I'm as, as i was saying like, it i was like oh but yeah there's so much shit out there still in there i'm trying yeah, I'm trying. yeah. <laughs> i mean was it 2021 that was the year of WAP, or was that 2020 2020 was a car crash year so it could have been the year of WAP, couldn't it Oh yeah, yeah, could have been. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. We'll get a pair of those uh, G-string chats. Um, <laughs> um, <laughs> you're not <laughs> I need a second pair. <laughs> exactly. I mean, who doesn't want a pair of them? Like you've just got a builder's bum and a thong right up your arsehole. It's wonderful. All you need that is some low, low rise jeans that are coming back. And then, I know, yeah. man, put my flares on the other day. I'm well in with the kids. Hey, <laughs> <laughs> I don't care if I'm nearly 40. I don't care if I'm nearly 40. I can look 21. You can indeed. <laughs> she says. You just got to get a top that's got nothing here. I mean, I was looking at one of those adverts that, like, for some show, for that ego. And honestly, like, not one item of clothing is, like, not got something cut out. Half of it, like, your whole boob would hang out of some of those clothes. It's ridiculous. Anyway, maybe that's my age. But, yeah, you wear your flares. Joe. you get your, your low-rise jeans with your thong. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and I'll wear my mid chaps. <laughs> Yay! Oh, all the girl bands. Yeah. <laughs> well, we're just like Destiny's Child. Uh, actually, I did used to have chaps, but they were actually for riding. So, does it count if you're actually on a horse? <laughs> no, no, not at anyway. all. No fun. And, if you are, uh, and then, <laughs> speaking of, uh, well, no, that was going to be really crass. Uh, that's all I'm going to say. <laughs> <laughs> There's a win right there. I know, yeah. Well done. I could I just couldn't cope Joe's face if I said it. <laughs> the disappointment. Yeah. <laughs> oh Hannah. <laughs> um but anyway, and finally, number eight, Trump left. We got like Trump. Well, I mean, this is not our win. Is I mean, I do think it's a win for it's humanity. It's a win for the world. It is <laughs> a win for the world that that fucking overboiled bloody Watson got out, and and a woman, a bloody woman, is vice president. And let's face it, she'll be president 
like within the four year term because mm. poor Joey's a bit doddery in <laughs> Although, you know, I know that I know that Trump is bad and evil and everything, and he really is, but do we not think Joe Biden's got a bit touchy feely with the, with people sometimes? Well, what? apparently so. And this is yeah. it, isn't it? You know, what's what where's the I don't I don't well, let's fucking say it, double standard. Where's it at? Do you know what I mean? It's like mm-hmm. and and I think that whilst Trump is no longer in power, he's done some damage, man. He has yeah. got some followers, you know, and they're not going to disappear. They're not going away. He's not going away, for fuck's sake, you know. So I think, yes, whilst he's not around, you know, in the, in the public eye because he's been banned from uh, most platforms, I think, now, hasn't he? Um, yeah. But, yeah, he's, it's kind of still it's still going on, still there. He has um, done some major damage. And I do, uh, I do, but I do think would Biden have been elected if Donald Trump wasn't the the only you know the only alternative because he is a, he does look a bit predatory on some photos can't be I denied i've seen any of these predatory hands oh seriously google it joe like there's lots and lots of pictures of him like handsy with children pop stars kissing children on the lips like don't know have a google of it <laughs> maybe it's innocent maybe it's not so what a lovely year we've had <laughs> yeah i actually so um i chatted with some friends earlier uh so i just wanted to get their take as women they're all women and uh from different parts one from the us one from canada one from here in the uk and i wanted to ask them whether they thought they've been you know steps forward in as a, as, as, as women um my american friend who must apologize at least once every time we speak about the USA, said very strongly that she thought it was a ter- terrible year for feminism in, mm. in the US States. Mm. She's really, really feeling it. Um, Where Canadian in the States is she? Sorry. She's New York State, so. So quite liberal, but yeah. still feeling it. Feeling it, because right, you're still stuck with, yeah, yeah. you feel it. Um, my Canadian friend had lots of, you know, she was much more like positive being, well, Canadian. Um, and she just <laughs> said that in Canada, they had banned conversion therapy and that was a unanimous vote. Amazing. That's a good thing. And she also then told me lots of amazing facts and I couldn't write them down fast enough, but like female uh, Nobel Prize winner. Let's like shout about all about all the great women leaders, which I know we've talked about. Um, my friend from the UK had a very, and I, I would like to claim this as my own, but I can't because that would be plagiarism. But when we were talking about, you know, the backlash in America with, you know, abortion rights and, you know, how that seems to be going backwards, she said quite wisely that the sign of progression is often regression. So people mm-hmm. dig their heels in when, when progress is being made. So it's about that, you know, the, the one step forward, three steps back. So mm-hmm. the signs that we are getting shit done, it just sometimes we've got to take it back and keep pushing forward. So we shouldn't feel disheartened. It just should rile us up to fight even more because people are standing up and taking note. They're trying to fight back, but we can push on through because, well, we've got this far and uh, why shouldn't we continue to push forward? and continue to fight for equality. So I thought that was quite wise. The sign of progression is regression, but means we can fight back. That is wise. So that must mean then that America are gonna like leap into like 2050 with the amount of regression they've had. 
<laughs> I think it's, Nobody's you know... It, yeah, well, it, it is, it is, and yeah, and on the face of it, it's like, yeah, oh God, they're gonna, you know, into they're into the year three thousand, you know, with busted, yeah. but well, like disrupting, we're disrupting. It's well, that's really, it. Yeah, it's it's disruption, isn't it? And you it's know, true, uh, actually. Sorry, go on, Rich. No, no, I was just gonna say we 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 do. <sighs> We we come, you know, at it from a very privileged perspective in the UK, you know, because we have got, you know, lots of things in place and it's not all right, you know, by any stretch, but um, it's, you know, not as good in other places for sure. And I think we do have to kind of, you know, take take an overall view on what's going on, you know, and, and I agree. I think people will, st- you know, dig their heels in to say, no, we don't want change. No, we don't want change. But quite frankly, those people are literally dying out. That sounds awful, yeah. but it's going to happen. Um, you know, yeah. so it's, that's, that's what we kind of have to keep going for, don't we? And just keep, yeah. keep going for the cause. It's true. I mean, I spend a lot of time on Reddit, which I know is a cesspit, um, but I do see a lot of anti-feminist, uh you know activity going on and a lot of misogynist misogyny going on and i think it's definitely more so um in the last i would say in the last 12 months it's definitely more prevalent and more acceptable that people men uh and also women actually are riling against feminism which hopefully is an indicator that it's becoming more mainstream that people aren't now ashamed to be feminists and uh we're not you know kind of this we're not a marginalized group or an underground movement that women are getting more rights and being more vocal and standing up for ourselves a bit more Mm, but people are fearful of of change and also what they perceive to lose you know why if you're a white uh middle class man would you want more equality uh for women (laughs) because they they see it as only devaluing maybe or just sorry that's a real specific but just generally those who are anti-feminism it's because they're fearful of what equality might look like they say it's going to take away from me and i see it in older generations about how they casually Mm. will say oh well you know in a derogatory way like we're going to have more women in jobs or more women in power as if it's a bad thing rather Mm. than right let's just what about just more of the right people in the right jobs, irrespective of their their, their race, their gender, their colour, you know? Mm. And it's usually from white males that I hear that. It's Yeah, yeah exactly. It's equity, isn't it? Not equality. It's equity. Mm-hmm. It's making sure that everybody has an equal chance to get themselves into that right job. But when and I think it's... Up, it's because we're making noise and it's being heard. Yeah. yeah, for sure. And I, I definitely think it, it requires, you know, that just continually calling it out, you know, you know and I think when, when, when that gets said, sometimes it's like, it's taken to the extreme, you know, that we have to go on a rant and a riot to, to you know, get a point across about things, but actually you don't. It's like, you know, just it comes up in conversation. I often have conversations with, you know, people I know that I've met through work, um, you know, that'll say things like, oh, I had a conversation with a female director, you know, and it's it's just part of how they process, you know, what's going on. And I'm not making excuses for it, but it's a case of why does it make any difference that she's female? Why do you need to yeah. tell me that? I really don't give a damn, you know, and we're quite open and honest about the conversations we have. And he's like, I didn't even think about it like that. Doesn't even realise he's doing it, you know. Yeah. So it's like, you know, the more it gets talked about and called out, you know, then it doesn't have to be going on, you know, a, a rant about anything. You can just talk. 
Sort of yeah, thing. exactly. Like just just affect your microcosm, and if everybody, you yeah. know, your own little corner of the world, and if everybody does that, change change can't be stopped. Right. Exactly. So, that sounds like a nice point to end on, doesn't it? <laughs> Have you well, had any wins? Have you had any personal wins this year about this kind of stuff? Have, have you seen any? We've talked about what's gone on in the world. What have we got going on? And I asked that question with absolutely no answer for myself whatsoever, <laughs> as partic- as usual. I'm sure Rachel will pipe up with something in the uh, in the comments. Um, but have you got girls noticed anything different? <laughs> well, we have a Sir Optimist group, uh, one of the first online Sir Optimist groups in the country. So we that enables people of lower income because it's not as expensive uh, to join groups so women of lower income and also women who are less mobile unable to get to meetings have got you know caring commitments that they need to do or just don't want to go out to meetings got a full-time job and can't go to meetings so we are working with the directors of Sir Optimus and we've kind of opened up uh, a new a new ushering in a new age of Sir Optimism with some other groups we're not the like, first one in the world but there's not many in Britain and there's not many in the world. So that's that's a little win I like to think. And this year we've um we're working on a campaign to educate um young people, not just girls, about the dangers of spiking, the impact of spiking. So, you know, it's not, don't just spike people for a laugh for a laugh because it can have really long lasting consequences. And if and also if bouncers do spot people spiking. Uh, to you know who are, who are spiked not just to chuck them out of the club because they think they're too pissed and mm. also we did a huge collection for a local refuge a women's refuge for Christmas gifts for the women uh, and the children which was just an unbelievable amount of stuff and the other campaign was getting free sanitary products in every toilet in Rossendale to start with as a pilot and then um, in Bakeup sorry and then expanding it out across the country so that's our that's well that's my little win that's so that's you, a lot of wins a whole yeah, bunch so of wins we, on there wait, so <laughs> yeah, you on. saw you asked yet because i can't yeah <laughs> <laughs> my, my win's not yeah i don't have that at all <laughs> so you know well i just think it's interesting you know because we talk about all these like you know these big there are big topics let's face it you know we cover quite a lot in the, in the year um you know some of which we can talk about you know fluently some not so much some it's about education for ourselves as much as it is to whoever might be listening or watching um you know and i just find it interesting you know what what we you know deem a win ourselves you know and it is on a scale isn't it you know are we are we you know make making huge differences by you know setting up groups or you know, end, ending, you know, issues with, you know, sanitary and things like that. Or, you know, for me, it's, it isn't as grand as that. However, you know, it would be, you know, about supporting women in business, for example. Mm. You know, that's that's my, you know, how I don't necessarily bring change, but it, it is a change because, you know, we've kind of talked about it before in terms of, well, if we hit that glass ceiling, well, fuck it, we'll go around it and we'll go and build our own house and we'll, you know, and, and do our own things, you know. So I think... That's that's the only way I can make change at the moment. Um, yeah, yeah, so, no, yeah it's, like, it's about women in business. I, I didn't mean to make anyone feel uncomfortable <laughs> or, or like <laughs> deride anybody else's achievements. And I'm definitely like we've not done this on our own, and we've got a massive organisation behind us, and it's mainly Rachel that's done it anyway. Uh, <laughs> I'm like, what? She's claimed it all for all of us. I'm just saying. <laughs> 
Yeah. I mean, this podcast, I feel, has made a big difference. Like, we've grown a group of over 300 people that mm -hmm. come together to kind of commiserate and celebrate and and share share ideas and stuff and each each fortnight we put out content that hopefully some people get something from for sure and even if it's just part of conversation we talk always about it being about talking doesn't it you know so if it even just strikes up conversation like some of the the good things we come out with and maybe not so good things we come out with you know then it's 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 yeah. for a win right <laughs> i mean my friends will say to me oh i watch shooting the shit and i never thought about it like that before like i never thought about this before and like you guys made a really good point and stuff and i'm going to do this so even if you know we're just altering one or two people in their own little world that's amazing <laughs> sure. and i think that for would sure. be my would be my win is that for someone who's quite I can do what I need to do, but I'm quite conflict averse. And mm. I, you know, I do tend to sit on the more sort of cheerier side of things. But I sometimes don't want to think about the the nastiness and the what at times can feel like an insurmountable task, you mm. know. So, you know, being part of this podcast makes me like sit up and take note and think about some of those things and makes mm. me more likely to speak up in conversations. I mean, there's not been much opportunity for socialization with people to yeah. do that. But I'm more likely to dig in and actually, like, no, I'm not just going to sit back and take that. Like, mm. you know, like Rish was saying, that, that sort of casual sexist comment, I'm going to call it out. So in my own small way. Plus, I feel really proud, cleaned out my underwear drawer and donated my used bras to Smalls for all. <laughs> um sunday that amazing so there we are there's a little small charitable act that i've just done <laughs> well done well done awesome. i think though as Whatever. well like joe you're you're conflict adverse and i'm obviously not and but i think i feel like you have tempered me a little bit like i think you know it should i be should i be this aggressive with this person but i don't know <laughs> And the answer I don't think it's just that, isn't it? I think it's a completely, it, it is a different perspective on things. And like me looking in on the conversations we have on these chats, you know, what the, the one that springs to mind is about marriage, for example, you know, and I, and I think that, yeah, people have got different perspectives and it's very easy to just, you know, turn to your echo chamber and holler into it and get a load of people that come back with the, exactly the same views as you, you know, but actually meeting other people you know we've had some great guests on here as well you know that have opened our eyes into some yeah all sorts of conversations you know and I, I think it's fascinating because I'm much the same but like I agreed to be on this you know like yeah of course as I often get into things like not really thinking about what I'm doing you know but it has been good for me as well you know to kind of you know and sometimes Rachel will come up with um, you know, things to talk about or they'll come up in, you know, our conversation. I'm like, flipping out, that's a bit heavy, isn't it, for a chat? However, you know, it's it goes on, doesn't it? You know, yeah. so why not talk about it? You know, why not, you know, have a look and see what it's about? Um, you know, so there's awareness of it. So, yeah, so that's a shout out to the guests for the year as well because they've oh, all the been awesome. Oh, the guests have been amazing. Yeah, like yeah. we've managed to get some really interesting guests this year and I think next year you know, if anyone is watching and they want to be a guest, let us know, like, we're always happy to talk to people because it is that different perspective. Like, like I can't remember if we did this on a shoot in the shit or if it was just a chat, but when we were talking about romance novels and I've never really read a romance novel and I went and read a romance novel 
And you know what? I hated every second of it, but I read it. So, like, I can't, you know, I can say now, not for me, or maybe I've not read the right one, but I'd never really looked at it. You know, I just kind of thought, well, it's not for me, and just never really thought about it. Whereas, you know, now I know. <laughs> but I know that, you know, I can see the virtue in them, I can see the value in them. And the same thing when we were talking about marriage, Joe, and you know, we do see other people's perspectives and I had not thought about things in the way that you put it across and it did change my, my view on, on marriage and stuff. So, yeah, I feel it's been really good. And hopefully anybody watching, anybody in the group has got something out of it as well, even if you just feel that there's the sisterhood behind you. I think that's mm -hmm. a benefit. Ah, indeed. There oh, we go. That's a lovely That's note. nice, isn't it? That's yeah. nice. Aren't we lovely? Aren't we oh, lovely? Something like that. <laughs> <laughs> like that. Right, well, I do believe it's sherry o'clock. It's five o'clock. It's nearly Christmas. It's time for Stollen and Sherry. Don't you think? Oh, that could yeah. have been that could have gone really like wrongly how you said. I could never say that. I'm just trying to put my teeth in thinking about it. What, Stollen and Sherry? <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Anyway, sorry. Move on. Anyway. <laughs> Favorite Christmas tipple? I'll drink oat me. I'm not bothered, right? Maybe my my all time winner. If you want to put yourself to sleep, is Baileys and Brander. It doesn't curdle. It's just aggressively alcoholic. So knock yourself out on that, kids. I'm going to not go kids. get one of them now. Not kids. No, not kids. No, although I did try and give Naya some Baileys yesterday. She didn't like it. Who doesn't like Baileys? It's like pop. Children. So gonna... Children don't like Baileys. Well, I couldn't believe it. I'd have been guzzling that. So I'm going to, I've got some Advocar and I'm going to try it with a snowball later. Uh, yes, so I Baby shower. <laughs> you will like the Christmas. <laughs> you I really enjoy being able to have fizz on Christmas morning. I like an early drink. Yeah. I like an early drink. Yeah. I like a sherry in the Joe's like feigning horror at the fact that Hannah's trying to force feed her child, you know, Baileys and, and whatever else she can get down in there. And Joe's like, I'll start at nine o'clock. I don't mind. Merry Christmas. <laughs> I love it. Hey, like you know, an early drink. France, kids drink wine with their dinner. It's civilized. It's continental. It's a Bailey's with their fish fingers. <laughs> continental. <laughs> oh, no. right. You know what? Without Rachel, we're unruly. We've got to end this for an hour. <laughs> right that's it thank you very much for joining us everybody uh, have a fabulous christmas and a lovely new year and we will see you in 2022 when we're doing something else probably locked down goodbye Bye. Bye.